0: hey friend so if you've ever sat down to read your bible and have quiet time and you just like you try and you do it and you read your bible or you read some book about your bible your bible study, but it just feels really dry and boring and honestly kind of sucky (laughs) well you're not alone um i have been in some sort of volunteer ministry position for like 20 years And in that time, like I've had so many conversations with people and they're like, I just don't feel like I know how to read my Bible. I don't know how to study my Bible. I don't know how to get stuff out of my quiet time and like feel like I'm getting something like it kind of honestly sucks. Then this episode is for you. I'm not going to promise that every single quiet time you ever have is going to be like give you the goosebumps and be, you know, cry your face off kind of a quiet time, But if you are just looking for some really practical tips on how to get more out of your quiet time, how to help your quiet time, which FYI is just my phrase for spending time in the Bible, reading the Bible, praying, and worshiping on a hopefully regular daily basis, if you're really like, how do I get more out of my quiet time or at least make it not suck, then this episode is for you. I've got 12 tips for you to help your quiet time not suck. So they're really easy to apply. They come from loads of experience. So prepare to take notes, listen in. I've got a lot for you today. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Dreams. I am Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, business growth coach, content strategist, barrel racer, worship leader, wrangler of tiny humans, and champion of your God-given dreams. If you are finally ready to feel confident pursuing your God-given dreams, know Jesus more, and learn how to market and actually grow your business without losing your mind, then tell the dog to quit barking. Grab a notepad and that third cup of coffee and listen in for some shoot you straight, Visionary and practical tips to get you the breakthrough you've been looking for. Okay, so backstory. just so that you know you uh, I guess so you know that I know what I'm talking about is kind of and, I've, and that I've talked to enough people and have enough like conversational Knowledge with people to know that this is actually a real thing and you are not alone in struggling to get a good quiet time or have a good quiet time every day. So I have known Jesus since I was four years old, like literally had a relationship with Jesus since I was four years old. And I am beyond thankful for that, beyond thankful for that. I was raised in a home where my mom demonstrated for us and taught us to read the Bible. Like we, from a young age, we read the Bible every day. Um, not always happily, (laughs) but we did. I have very fond memories of having to have quote, having to read something out of Proverbs and Psalms every day on a long drive to school and like picking the very shortest scripture I could find to read when it was my turn because I had a crappy attitude. But whatever, we've moved on, okay, we've grown from that. But in addition to that, like, I've I have read the Bible consistently for years, I've read through the Bible multiple times. And on top of that, I've gone to an amazing Bible believing faith teaching word teaching church for my whole life. But the one that I've been at for the last 16 years is by far gangbusters the best church and where I'm supposed to be right so of course I think it's the best church and I also went to Bible school like technically I'm a reverend so there's that (laughs) but please don't call me reverend so awkward volunteered in youth ministry for 10 years helped in lots of rodeo Bible camps lots and lots and lots of things but I I tell you that to say that I've had lots of conversations with Christians well-meaning Christians who are like faith I don't know how to read my Bible. Like, how do you like spend time with the Lord? How do you get in the word? How do you read the Bible? And it's not sucky. Like, how do you read the Bible and not fall asleep? Like these are actual questions. These are actual conversations that I've had with people. It's, it's a topic that I'm truly passionate about because one, you're not going to grow in your walk with the Lord. If you're not spending time with him and in his word consistently. And two, I truly believe that Christian entrepreneurs should be, uh, acting like Christians for sure, but also should have divine strategies from heaven to grow their businesses. And you don't get that without spending time with the Lord. So first thing, the first tip that I'm going to throw at you is this, realize that God longs to speak to you even more than you want to hear from him. In fact, James four, verse five in, I actually like the Berean study Bible version of this. It says, or do you think that the scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to dwell in us yearns with envy? And I'll speak to that a little bit. God put his spirit in us. He wants a family. The primary purpose, his primary purpose for creating mankind was because he wanted a family. He wanted somebody, somebody's made in his image. And if you think about the heart of God, you know, a father longs, a good father longs to spend quality time with his kids. And so I don't want you to have this, this idea that you coming to spend time with God is inconveniencing him. In fact, I would argue that God looks forward to spending time with us. The Holy Spirit, God's spirit in us as born again Christians yearns to commune with the father. And so know that God wants to spend time with you. God longs to speak to you even more than you want to hear his voice. And the second tip I want to give you is this. Just like any relationship, it takes time to build intimacy and closeness that you can really feel with the Father. And when we're born again, we are instantly made righteous. We're instantly made whole. We're instantly made you know, we have, we are in full covenant with the father, we have everything that God has, because everything that our we have is his like covenant is an amazing thing. But one of the things that I've learned, that kind of parallels with, you know, friendships with, you know, on earth, human friendships, and, you know, intimacy with with the father is this like, it takes time to make old friends. Like David, when David was facing Goliath, he had a track record with God to look back on. And sometimes people, I think, get frustrated when they first start pursuing quiet time and they first start really pursuing a relationship with God. God. They're like, oh, well, I don't, you know, have a relationship that looks like you know, I don't, my relationship with God doesn't look like my brother's relationship with God. Well, maybe your brother's been following God for 15 years, right? Like maybe he's learned how to hear God's voice and developed closeness with him and has, you know, has taken time to make old friends, right? And so don't be discouraged if you're like, uh, this feels awkward at first. That's fine. It's not going to feel awkward forever. It's going to get less awkward, but it does take time. It takes time to build, you know, that, that relationship that rapport almost, and, and not in the same way that it does with humans specifically, because God knows us better and loves us better than any human ever has. But it does take time. And so don't don't get frustrated if you're like, Oh, my gosh, like, my mama hears the voice of God like that. And it, it just it's so hard for me. So don't get discouraged. And the number three tip that I have for you to help your quiet time not suck that honestly, if you hear nothing else, I want you to hear this. Don't be afraid to get real and really, really, really honest with God. One, God is not scared of your mess. He's not. He's not scared of your mess. He rescued you at your absolute worst when you could do nothing. He is not scared of your mess. Your emotions don't scare him off. And there's this quote from Stephen Furtick that I have used so much, I'm pretty sure it's mine. I've just stolen it and acquired it. (laughs) But it's this. God cannot bless who you pretend to be and for so many of us in this generation and in this time period it's almost like we have two it's almost like we're two people um, for for a lot of people it's like you have the the image that you present to other people you have the image that you present to social media that they're curated perfect no blemish no no jiggles anywhere photoshopped version of you and then you have the version the real authentic version of you that is a hot mess that, you know, cries yourself to sleep every night or misses your ex or struggles in business or whatever it is, right? But God can't bless you pretend to be. God cannot cannot heal what you will not reveal to him. And so really and truly, if you hear nothing else, please don't be afraid to get real with God. You are not going to scare him off. He is not afraid of your sin. He is not afraid of your mess. And he wants to help you. He wants to heal you. Jesus came to seek and save all that was lost. And he came to give you life and life abundant to the full till it overflows, not just the pretend version, not just the Photoshop version of life, but true Zoe life, the life of God, the shalom peace of God, nothing missing, nothing broken. That is what God came to give you. And he can't give it to you because he can't get it to you if you will not be honest and real with him in your quiet time. Okay, now I'm off that soapbox for a, ha- for a minute. But the fourth tip I have for you is this, get a physical Bible that you like. I know that the apps on the phones with the Bible are amazing, like I'm thankful for those. But I'll be real real and tell you that if I try to read my Bible on my phone, I get distracted really easily. In my physical, turn the pages, paper Bible, nothing's dinging at me. There's no notifications. There's no like, oh, I'm just gonna go check and check Facebook real quick. I'm no, 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 no. Like, I, I see, I see so many people using the Bible on their phone, and that's absolutely better than nothing. But I would challenge you to start reading your Bible on a physical Bible, like a physical paper Bible, instead of your phone, because I just think there's 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 so much more. Less opportunity for distraction and more opportunity to mark it up and take notes and do all those really fun things. And so, pick a Bible, pick pick a Bible, pick a Bible, pick a Bible (laughs) thing, pick a Bible that you like and that's in a translation you can easily understand and that you enjoy picking up. And I know that that's totally like hashtag first world problems, but if i have to choose between a bible that i enjoy picking up and one that i don't enjoy picking up i'm gonna use the one i enjoy picking up because it's a pleasurable more pleasurable experience like it has nice paper it has a nice cover i like the colors i like all the things and as far as translations go i'm a big fan of the new living translation it is um, there's a whole science behind Bible translation that I don't have time to go into today. But the New Living Translation is a pretty—it's a pretty accurate translation. Um, if you don't know, the Hebrew language and the Greek language—they're very rich, deep languages. And so sometimes, you know, a word-for-word translation isn't always super accurate. And Hebrew—Hebrew Hebrew words can have very varied and rich meaning think of just like in the english language the word cool and cool like cool can mean cold to the touch or cool can mean like hey that's awesome right hebrew is similar to that but much deeper, much deeper. And it's a beautiful language. I'm kind of a little bit of a nerd, and I like to learn things about the Hebrew language, but the NLT is a great translation. I actually really, really enjoy the the Passion Translation, but the Passion Translation is not like they haven't finished translating it like that for the whole Bible. So right now, the ones that you can get with all of the, all of the books in one have Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Psalms, and the New Testament. They also have Isaiah done and maybe a couple others, but passion translation is great it's in really easy to understand language and the footnotes are so rich so rich and the passion the passion translation is also they included aramaic translations because in the time that the bible was written a lot of things were actually written in aramaic as well as greek and hebrew so they added that in brings a lot of richness i love it nlt is probably like the most i would say the go-to, just get you an NLT Bible. It's probably my number one pick. The Message is a great paraphrase. If you're just like, I need this in everyday language, The Message is great for that. The NIV is good if you can get it pre in the 1984 version. The 2011 version is not as accurate. If you want to message me about that, that's fine. But to, I'll be honest, the King James version and the New King James version, like I don't like having to translate Thee and Thou and Thus and thus is an ye in my head. So I don't like to read the King James and I know that's like sound sacrilegious, but you know what? Get a Bible that you like, get one that you can easily understand and that you enjoy picking up and you'll read it more, okay? The number five tip I have for you that is this, journal. Even if all you do every day is to write the date and to write one verse that you read and something that you learned from that verse you'll start to remember things better because you're writing them down because you're paraphrasing or like putting into your own words and your own language what you got out of that particular verse and then you can look back and be like oh yeah that verse god spoke to me this about this or god spoke to me this about this and it'll help you engage more if you have to act- actually physically write something down it helps your brain engage better okay okay the next thing next tip number six don't feel like you have to read the Bible start to finish like a regular book. Please. I've read the I have read the Bible. The entire Bible multiple times. Highly recommend it. Love it, love it, love it, but it is not necessarily where I recommend somebody starts. Because by about Leviticus, you're going to be bored to tears. Because God bless Leviticus, but it's not very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, don't feel like you have to read the Bible start to finish like a regular book it's not necessarily written like that Um, Some of my favorite places to start or to send people to start reading the Bible who haven't read the Bible very consistently. I love the book of John. I love the Gospels, uh, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. My personal favorite is probably John. I really love reading a proverb a day because there's 31 proverbs. They're pretty short, and you can read like Proverbs 1 on the first of the month, Proverbs 2 on the second of the month, and get through the book of Proverbs. And there's a lot of really practical application wisdom in Proverbs. Psalms is also a great book to read. Um, David got real, real with God on his emotions and, and saw God come through in some amazing ways. And he refocused his, his attention on God's promises. Like I love Psalms. I love Psalms. Um, Ephesians is also a great book. Galatians is a great book. Colossians is a great book. The book of Acts, the book of Romans. Like if you're, if you're just really stuck and you're like, faith, where should I start? Please message me on Instagram, shoot me an email, Faith at faithhanon.com. I would love to give you some recommendations. But don't feel like you have to read the Bible start to finish like a regular book. If you need a reading plan, UVersion has a ton. And it uversion is a great app. It's free. And you can get a ton of reading plans. You can do reading plans based on, you know, topic. You can do reading plans based on book. You can do reading plans based on length. I'll be honest, I don't do those because I just read when I want to read and when I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to read. But If you're just starting out and you're like, I need somebody to tell me what to read. I need a plan. That's a great option. Okay. Tip number seven is this. Pray before you start reading the Bible. (laughs) Like, I know it sounds really silly, but ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Just sit, just sit and say, Holy Spirit, help me read the Bible today. Show me what to read. Give me your spirit of wisdom and revelation. Interpret this for me. Help me to understand. Teach me to number my days. Help me to know what I need to know from this, bring to remembrance other things that I've read. Um what my pastor, Pastor Charlie, led us in like often would lead us in just speaking a declaration over the our Bible and over our time in the word before we would begin a service and say say like this is my Bible and it speaks the truth. I believe I believe that my Bible is speaking the truth, I believe that I am who it says I am. I believe that I have what it says I have. I believe that I can do what my Bible says I can do. And just speaking those words out of your mouth and declaring that over your time in the Word is powerful. It's powerful, one, because our words have power, and two, because it sets your mind right before you start reading. Okay, my next tip is this: is to get some good worship music playing. Um, so before kids, BK, I could like blast worship music first thing in the morning and like sing at the top of my lungs and like really worship however loud I wanted to and then sit down and read my Bible. That is not the case these days because I am on operation ninja stealth mode when I wake up in the morning so that I can read my Bible and have my quiet time before my son wakes up. So there's no blaring of the music. (laughs) But if you're in a position that you can, man, like, getting some good worship music going, singing along to some good worship music and really worshiping the Father before you begin your quiet time is such an amazing way to one, bless the heart of the Father because he loves our worship. And that's the most important thing. And two, set your heart to receive and get your heart in a place to be in alignment with God's heart and to refocus your attention on who he is and how good he is and what he has for you before you spend time in the word. So if you are at a place to do that, get some good worship playing. I really am loving Maverick City music right now. Uh, Phil Wickham has a ton of good stuff. Of course, Hillsong United, of course, Hillsong United. Bethel Worship has some amazing stuff. Um I I'm a Brandon Lake has some really great stuff. I'm really and truly a worship music junkie. So if you need some recommendations, feel free to hit me up. I will gladly share. <laughs> okay, and the next tip I have for you is this have a friend or a mentor that is either pretty close to where you are at spiritually or further along than you that you can bounce thoughts and ideas off of and ask them questions. Because sometimes there's things that you just don't know and that's okay, like you don't have to know everything. It's okay. But it's also really nice to have somebody that you're like, hey, I'm thinking this, I have this idea, like, what do you think about that? Or I read this scripture today, and this really spoke to me, what do you think about that? Like, and, and if you don't have somebody that, you know, maybe you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they'd love this, just start asking. Like, what are they going to do? Say, no, I don't want to read the Bible with you. Or no, I don't want to talk about the Bible with you. And if they do say no, it's fine. Like go make another friend, right? Because there's probably somebody else out there who is looking for the same thing. And sometimes the best way to make friends is to show yourself friendly. And my next tip is this, number 10. If you don't understand something and you've actually dug into it and looked things up and looked up other scriptures on it and and researched it, if you have something that you don't understand, you can set it on a shelf. You don't have to let it derail you. You don't have to understand every cotton-picking little thing to grow closer to God. And it's okay if you set something on the shelf and then pick that back up again later. Don't let something that you don't fully understand that you can't fully comprehend keep you from progressing forward in your relationship with God because he's good. That's foundational. He is good all the time. He is a good good father. And sometimes there's things like just in scripture that we don't understand yet or that we don't have like enough scriptural knowledge to understand yet and that's fine. Like Okay, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? I don't know. And I really don't care. I'm not gonna let that derail me from moving forward in my relationship with God, right? Like, and that's kind of a silly example. But there's been several people in my life that I feel like they've gotten hung up on something that I'm like, well, that's like, yes, that is a valid question. But that's not like something that you need to spend like the next three years of your life digging into, you know? Okay, so this tip, I feel like is very important. And I want to discuss it. And little bit more in depth. Um, and it is that your quiet time, it doesn't have to be this mountaintop experience, crying your face off every single day to be great and to be beneficial. Now hear me on this. I'm not saying that every quiet time is going to be boring or that you're not going to feel the presence of God. Like I probably 9 times out of 10 I feel the presence of God I hear God's voice I get direction every every day when I sit down for my quiet time that's not what I'm saying but pre kids I could sit and spend literally as much time as I wanted on my quiet time because I pretty much made my own schedule and if I wanted a really long quiet time all I had to do was get up earlier right I didn't have a ton of responsibilities in the morning but now that I have two small children like my window for quiet time is there there's a limit on it most days. And so, you know what? Sometimes my emotions don't go full bore, ball my eyes out, get lost in worship. And that's okay. Like I love those days. I love those days that I'm able to get lost in worship and just fall on my face and my emotions come into alignment. But you know what? Emotions are a good servant, but they're a terrible master. So don't think that just because you didn't ball your face off and have this super emotional experience with the Lord every single day that you're not getting anything out of your quiet time. If you are spending, the word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword if you are spending concentrated, focused time in the word of God, every single day, you are getting something out of it, period. The Bible promises that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance the things of God, the deposits that we've made. So don't buy the enemy's lie that if you're not having this, like, you know, goosebump experience every single day, that it's a waste of your time because it's not Okay. And yes, those experiences will, will happen. I hope they happen. I love those experiences, but I've been loving Jesus long enough and serving Jesus long enough and having quiet time consistently long enough that I know that doesn't necessarily happen every single day. And that's okay. It's okay. Okay. And my last tip that I want to leave with you, leave you with is this, there is absolutely nothing that will transform your life and help you mature as a Christ follower more than daily consistent quiet time. We live in a world that is constantly bombarding us with anti-Christian worldviews. You know, we have an enemy that hates our guts and livers because we look like Jesus and he is constantly making assaults at our heart and firing arrows. And if we don't, consistently remind ourselves, one, who God is and two, who we are in him. If we are not keeping the word of God in front of our face and in our mind, like Moses instructed, jo- or God instructed Joshua 1, 1, eight to meditate on this law day and night, if we are not constantly keeping God's word in our minds and our hearts and in front of our eyes and coming out of our mouth and going in our ears, then we're going to have a hard time a really hard time in this life and in this world. And we're dang sure not going to be the overcomers to the degree that God wants us to. So know that you making the investment to having consistent quiet time every single day is literally the most important investment you'll make in yourself ever, ever. Because you're putting God's word into your heart. You're putting God's word into your mind. Hopefully you're speaking God's word out of your mouth as well. And that's going to change you. That's going to change your heart. That's going to change your mind. That's going to change your life. That's going to change your physical body. That's going to build up your spirit. It is the most important thing you you can do every single day. And there's nothing that will transform your life and help you mature more than that. So if you don't have, uh, if you don't already have my free download, Scriptural Affirmations to help grow your confidence, um, or whatever I titled it, all it is, is it is the who am I that in him scriptures written in a way that you can declare them over your life. If you don't already have that, please get it, print it out. Um, and put it in your Bible, stick it on your mirror, whatever, print it out, speak those words and declare those words over yourself, over your life, over your family and over your businesses, because the word of God is powerful. And I want you to get the word of God in your heart and coming out of your mouth so that you hear it with your own ears and you start to get it deep down inside of you. And guess what? all of that will help your quiet time not suck too. So I pray that this episode blesses you. I pray that God lights a fire within you and a passion for his word to know him more, to seek his face and to do the things that he has called you to do because his grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in your weakness and he longs to spend time with you. So Father, I thank you for blessing them. I thank you for blessing them in their pursuit of you and I thank you for surrounding them with people and resources that are going to help further them in their walk with you Lord and in their business and in their God-given dreams in Jesus mighty name and until next time y'all have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you next week thank you so much for listening in today it means the world that you tuned in hopefully this episode inspired you challenged you and left you feeling like you really can't do the thing that God has called you to do even if you need a nap first if it did can I ask you a couple favors would you please subscribe so you don't miss a thing share this episode with a friend and take 30 seconds and go leave a review on apple podcasts not only will it bless my socks off to know that this is helping you but it will help spread this message to more jesus-loving entrepreneurs connect with me over on instagram at faithhannon and find out about all the things courses coaching and copywriting at my website faithhannon.com until next time god bless and i'll talk to you soon.